How do we explain the sorrowful story of an esteemed football player or a champion boxer who suddenly commits suicide or fatally attacks one of their loved ones? Those athletes I'm referring to most likely had a worsening and undetected case of post-concussion syndrome, otherwise known as PCS, which, would event- which can eventually develop into a more degenerative brain disease if gone untreated, just like in the cases of Junior Sal and Shane Dronet, who were- had infamous careers in the NFL, yet both sadly succumbed to successful suicide attempts. I would like to share about this topic because I'm concerned about how common this reality has become amongst my peers. And I myself have already had first-hand experience with what living with this is like. I've also read through a handful of articles and books describing the more nuanced and clinical ways in which this syndrome can disrupt someone's life. I want to shed light on this version of the human condition and how dreadfully impactful the invisible effects can be. Hopefully I can inspire a bit of compassion and patience too. I will be going on to identify how an individual establishes such a neural disorder, how that syndrome can then manifest itself within our body and mind, and the ways in which an individual can go about treating their symptoms. Post-concussion syndrome is the prolonged process of your brain trying to heal from a concussion, resulting in various assorted symptoms continuing longer than the average recovery time which is usually 7 to 10 days, but can last from weeks up to months, and in very rare cases, years. If you're not familiar with what a concussion is, a brief definition is that it is a mild traumatic brain injury that happens after a blow to the head. Our brains, they have the consistency of oatmeal. That is why we have our hard skulls to protect it. But what happens when the oatmeal brain receives an impact? and is boomeranging inside the hard shell meant to protect it. Oftentimes, because the brains are so central to our nervous system and our spine and our bodies, the pain we experience during or after the injury is very similar to a tension headache. It spreads down the neck into the shoulder area and creates a ripple effect of tensed up muscles in your back and ends up affecting the rest of your body, affecting your sleep or your, your eating in some way. It just, it snowballs into this effect for your body. There's still very little proven research, though, that explains why some individuals develop these lasting effects and others don't. But they've just found that certain demographics may experience them, are more likely to experience them than others. But they wonder if that's due to certain social circumstances rather than, you know, those people actually being more prone to them. You're also obviously going to be more at risk if you play contact sports or have already attained a concussion in the past. The more concussions you get, the harder it is to heal each time. The symptoms of PCS or concussions can severely alter an individual's personality and daily functionality while being completely invisible to everybody else. There's no real test or real way to prove that you have this but a doctor can order a CAT scan or an MRI to see if there's any structural abnormalities in the brain, such as, you know, blood vessel damage or, you know, blood clots or some, you know, structural damage in the brain. The most common side effects range from headaches to dizziness to cognitive memory difficulty, all the way to ringing in the ears and decreases in taste and smell. Any extra stress, though, or lack of support for the individual 
experiencing this also adds to the worsening effects of what they're going through. It makes their situation all the more worse when people don't understand what's going on with them because they don't understand it either. It's important for them to have a healing environment in order to recover. They need time. They need rest. For the the specific reasons for why the body manifests the conditions as a result of the concussion is still a no. But a lot of scientists believe that our side effects are in relation to previous experiences in our medical history or different psychological experiences. You know, but everybody's body reacts differently to impacts of trauma, you know, similar to the concept of actually how four people could see the same car accident at the same time but experience it all in their own personal ways, all at their own personal angles. And due to that combination of physiological and psychological factors that play into how post-concussion syndrome can affect someone and the inconsistency of those symptoms, it can be really hard to pinpoint an effective treatment for anybody. Rarely does one treatment work for the other. It's all a variation or varying degree of different treatments coming together to help someone who's dealing with a head injury like this, a prolonged head injury. There's very little research still that, you know, that's been collected on post-concussion syndrome, but the research that has been collected says that, again, time and rest are the best healers for this kind of condition, this syndrome. Um, You know, Western medicine or Western doctors will go much more the route of prescription medications and psychological assessments. You know, they they try to get you on antidepressants or, you know, sometimes they work uh, muscle relaxers, seizure suppressants. They've even gotten Botox approved. Um, Those things work for some people. There's also the alternative route where there's a slew of much more unproven, but much more also promising trials and theories of healing, you know, such as acupuncture, chiropractic, things of that sort, very much more towards Eastern medicine. Um, In conclusion though, post-concussion syndrome is the continuation of assorted symptoms endured after a concussion. This kind of injury, you know, it obviously has severe consequences, but it's possible to recover. If one occurs, it's just important to understand how things are going to change and to get the ones you love around you to understand how things are going to change. My memorable final words, I'd like to end my segment by listing off some of the names of professional athletes who untimely death have been linked to their history of concussions. Junior Sow, Rick Ripian, Kenny McKinley, Shane Dronay, Alexis Aurelio, Freddie Mills, Jovan Bachar, Andre Waters, Jim Trier, Terry Long.